Welcome to the St. Gabriel Radio Weekly Faith Dialogue with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus, for the third week of Ordinary Time. Welcome, Your Excellency. Thank you so much. Glad to be talking with you today. Well, this week is a week of conversion, uh, the conversion of St. Paul, uh, Timothy and Titus. We even get to a great theologian, St. Thomas Aquinas, on Thursday. I know that this is the center of your message for our diocese, that we need to have a conversion of heart and share what we've experienced with Christ with others. I'll even add another one to that. Actually, I'll add two. We started off the week uh, with Andrew and uh, Simon, Peter, and James and John, who were called away from their fishing boats to follow Jesus, So, um, and, and, and Jonah. <laughs> so yeah, right, this is a week of conversion. So yesterday we celebrated the, uh, the feast of uh, the conversion of St. Paul, and today now we turn to the next generation. I love talking about Timothy and Titus, you know, the, the, the next generation of bishops. Um, and, and it's a key moment. It's the, this, the message of the gospel wasn't a flash moment and that we look back and say, oh, remember when that happened? It's, an, it's a living message. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ, and it's fully alive. And you know what I love about today's feast? I love the shout-out to Lois and Eunice. <laughs> <laughs> and who are Lois and Eunice? Lois and Eunice are uh, Timothy's grandmother and mother. And if you go to the beginning of of St. Paul's letter, the first letter to Timothy, you'll see that shout-out. You'll see it in the first reading. Well, we have a choice of first readings today, but if you take the one from Timothy, you hear um, Timothy, uh, Paul reminds Timothy, remember the faith that you learned from your grandmother and your mother, Lois and Eunice. So if Paul's shouting out to Lois and Eunice, I want to shout out to all the Loises and Eunice here in the Diocese of Columbus, all the moms and grandmothers, and all, yeah, let's add the uh, dads and the grandpas who share their faith with their children. Now, I know, I know we all came to faith in different ways. Men, most of us through our parents. Some people had a conversion later in life. Some people, sometimes children bring their parents. That's the story of Blessed Carlo Acutis. He, his faith brought the, his parents to the children. But by and large, a lot of us learn from our parents. So Paul tells Timothy, and I'm saying today, remember where we learned it. And remember, especially if they had a strong faith, remember how that motivated them and, and what that gave to them. So, uh, yes, uh, today we celebrate, with conversion, we celebrate that great gift of faith and the people who share that with us. You know, I was struck by the reading, uh, Timothy and Titus. They didn't have a easy life in some regards. Uh, St. Paul mentions even coming to them and, and comforting them in their, their crying and their sorrow. Exactly. No, in fact, you know, they, they, they came with different experiences. Timothy was a young bishop. And Timothy was a little unsure of himself and needed a lot of reassurance. I mean, you want to talk about mentoring. Uh, Here it is. Paul is encouraging him. And by the way, where's Paul writing from? Prison. You know, and in fact, in the second letter, he talks about my life is being poured out like a libation. I fought the good fight. I've run the race. And now a merited crown awaits me. You know, so um, so so it's. He's not giving them any illusions. He's not saying, don't worry about it. Everything will be all right. 
but he's encouraging them. He says in today, stir into flame the grace that was poured into your hearts when I laid hands on you at ordination. And, and, you know, um, so remember the faith that's been given to you. Stir it into flame. Uh, let God's grace strengthen you, impel you, so that you can fight the battles that you need to fight, so that you can bear witness to the splendor of truth and the joy of the gospel. Um, I know those words came a little bit later on, like maybe in the 20th and 21st century, but mm-hmm. <laughs> that um, thanks to Pope John Paul II and Pope Francis. But, you know, there's the message of a Paul ringing through the generation, stir it into flame. Remember who who taught you, and remember that realize the great treasure that is God's grace, that gift of faith, and and bear witness to it joyfully, in season and out of season, when it's popular and when it's not. That, that that's another counsel that he gives to Timothy to the young bishop. You know, always. Joyfully bear witness to that the splendor of truth and the joy of the gospel to Jesus himself. Bishop Brennan uh, talking about bearing witness uh, last Friday. Uh, the entire diocese uh, gathered spiritually, either through St. Gabriel Radio, or from the stream at St. Joseph Cathedral, or in person for the Respect Life Mass. Uh, there were some protesters that barged in after your homily. So let's get to your homily first, because that's the headliner. What were that you talking about right. as we were, we were talking about respecting that's life? That's right. And, you know, we're sort of in this respect life time, because the March for Life, even though it's going to be very, very different, it is it's this coming Friday. So a lot of that's going to be virtual as well. But ordinarily, we would have, been, we would have had many of our um, Catholics joining other people from around the country in Washington witnessing to life. So this was our major event since we are not traveling to Washington. Um, And it's more of a state event because we do live in the state capital. So um, Bishop Malesic was with us from Cleveland, and they were joining us too by way of their media um, and and live stream. So so there's a broadening of that that witness. yeah, I, basically, I started off, I was talking, I, we, we had the reading from Isaiah. And, um, and of course, there's the great image in that reading from Isaiah about how the Lord called us from our mother's womb. But I focused in on some of Isaiah's frustration. This is part of one of the suffering servant songs that we have in the, in the book of Isaiah. And... Isaiah was reminded, you know, don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged by whatever comes your way, whatever resistance. Um, and, um, you know, though he said, he talks about, though I had thought, felt like I was going nowhere, though I mm-hmm. felt like um, I was, my word was falling on deaf ears, the Lord knows what I'm doing, and it's his word, and he'll used his word to transform culture, to change hearts. And so I focused in on our witnessing, not just changing laws, that's part of it, that's an important part, but more important, really, that transformation of culture, that transformation um, of of hearts. We we talked about conversion. 
to you know and and I think we have to take into account even though sometimes it does get discouraging it is true that more and more people even though they're not quite at the point of changing laws more and more Americans recognize that the the truth that human life is human life from the moment of conception science has borne that out um you know, and things like some of the medical tools like uh, sonograms are showing that very very clearly to people so people are there's sort of a a growing consensus that people are saying yeah there's something not right about taking the life of the child in the womb this and 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 please god that we get to a truly pro life culture but you there are steps the other thing is states like where i came from uh, it, it, you know it gets worse and it gets better right it, the two kind of go simultaneously they enacted a law the just before i came they enacted a law in new york that said that doctors don't have to perform a, you don't need a doctor to perform an abortion you know why wow. because more and more doctors are saying uh-uh <laughs> i'm not doing that mm-hmm. so fewer doctors are willing to to do it so there's something happening um and we need to keep at it. And uh, I think Isaiah's words remind us that we're still at it and that we may not, we, we may not see all the fruits of our labors, but God is doing something. And so we stay at it. And I was struck by um, your, your talk about changing hearts. Do you have any thoughts or insights into... You know, those who are on the front line, both in an organized way, but all of us are on the front line in a non-organized way, how to testify to the beauty and image of each individual person that we encounter. Well, you know, I, first of all, it, it means one thing is our own witness to the dignity of every human person. You know, I spoke about Cardinal Dolan, and and he, he, he in his radio program, he spoke about a, a, a politician who, in very good faith, wasn't trying to trick him up or be critical. But he said, "Why are Catholics so hung up on abortion?" And he said, "Well, you know, the fact of the matter is that we speak about respect for the dignity of every single human person. And so we speak not only about abortion, we speak about many human life issues. And the call of the gospel is to look deeply into the eyes of every single person I encounter and recognize that image of God implanted in each and every one of us. And so all of the issues, all of the human issues... Um, are, are grounded in that. So then, then he said, now, there's nowhere that life is more under attack or more, than in its most vulnerable stages, in the womb or at the end of our life as we take our last breath. And so we've been using the language abortion is preeminent, because, not because other things aren't important, but because all those other rights are built about on the right to be alive, if you're not, if you you don't have a right to be born, then all the other rights go out the the uh, 
the window. And, and, and if you, you don't, if once you start to say, you choose any class to say, well, this class of life isn't really as important, then you've, you've torn the fabric. And it's the, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. So, so if you once you say, well, you know, because we can't see it, because it's in the womb, because it doesn't look and feel, and well, to us on the outside, it doesn't seem to. It's a little bit hidden. It's less less valuable. You've created um, you've created a class of people who are not entitled to that right that dignity of human life and yet god has given it to that person already so so you, you know that's the other and then the third thing is for us is you we we don't do this as catholics trying to impose a faith but we are proud americans and we're proud americans who see it as our right and responsibility to be part of the shaping of of, of our public policy and we do that by civilized debate, debate, by witnessing to nation's policies and laws. Um, and so bringing that concern for dignity of life, um, that's, it's not, not a Catholic issue. It's a human issue. And we're not alone in that. Sometimes, again, we're made to, it's made to be seen as this is some crazy right-wing um, a uh, group of Catholics, like it's not even now. The new the new movement is well, it's not even Catholic because we're, we're redefining what Catholicism is in the world, and you know mo- those people don't represent even Catholic. Well, guess what? The, they do represent the the life witness represents Catholicism very strongly, but it's not only Catholic; it's human. There are many people of different faiths who stand together, and that's one of the things I've discovered here in Ohio that great witness of faith that goes beyond our Catholic Church, but in other Christian religions, in other religions, I should say, generally speaking, and um, in secular society. Well, the unfortunate event, uh, as you were uh, wrapping up your homily, and I I think that you weren't quite done with your homily, but uh, there were some protesters. uh, I've heard the number of five to eight people who loudly barged into the cathedral. They were... Um, they didn't harm anybody uh, physically, but um, tell us um, what your thoughts are about that that series well, of events. Well, you know, my biggest regret when that happened is um, we had families there, um, beautiful families with young children, and I was sorry that those children had to witness um, that kind of hatred and um, despicable language um, that I wouldn't want to see uttered in a coliseum or a gymnasium, much less a church. And, um, <clears throat> and, and, and some of it was right up against them. And those, some of those children were really upset by it. And I, I could see that with their families. And th- that was heartbreaking. That, that really troubled me. But apart from that, I think... Um, what I was more struck by was the reaction of the people in the pews. There was a tranquility, but not not a, I'm letting people walk all over me, but there was a steadfastness and a tranquility, and everyone in that church prayed, 
some actually went down and on their knees, pulled out the kneeler and got on their knees and prayed. And while the hatred was being spewed, we just waited, let the professionals <laughs> handle it appropriately and respectfully. And I'm, I appreciate, you know, we had our regular, the, the, that, the, the police officer on duty, um, yeah, that special duty where we um, contract the cathedral with an officer who was there, um, and, 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 and he called for the backup, and I'm grateful for the way that the Columbus Police Department um, responded to protect or, uh, order and safety. Um, but I was really struck by the witness that it goes back to what we were talking about, the witness of the people who were there. And, you know, um, it's ironic when they came in, I was talking about some of our witness. I was talking about three things and I didn't even get to, I got, I was distracted. So I missed one of them. I, I spoke about, we pray. How do, how do we bear witness? We pray. We accompany and I was talking about the walking with moms and knee pro- uh, programs and all of the different parish pregnancy, uh, parish support for pregnancy centers and all of the different Catholic and non-Catholic secular pregnancy centers that really try to walk with um, people and help um, either individual moms or young families uh, to uh, moms and dads to be able to choose life and not only just get them through the pregnancy, but get them on their feet so that um, they can raise strong families. And uh, then thirdly, what I didn't get to say um, is mercy. To... um, to show mercy, and and the mercy that we show is God's mercy. One of the things we recognize is that abortion. Sometimes there are many reasons that people feel pushed into abortion, um, and sometimes people will make that choice and then regret it terribly, and it scars people for life. and And that's sad that we don't want that. We embrace, we embrace mothers and fathers who have chosen this path of abortion and want to shine on them the same thing, that light of God's mercy and God's help. Abortion ends up shattering many, many lives, not just the child. And, um, and the fact of the matter is there is mercy, there is hope. And there is new life. And some of our greatest witnesses tell their story, because, uh, people who've told their story because they've recognized their part in, in abortion and have experienced that gift of mercy. And uh, they, they become advocates for life. Um, so, you know, even now I want to reach out to anybody who may be suffering from the trauma of an abortion recently or even 50 years ago. There is hope. There is life. Um, And the Lord is calling to you to experience that mercy. So 
So it, you know, what happened is unfortunate, but what we, we're not going to be deterred from being who we are. We're not going to sink to that level of hatred and yelling and screaming. That doesn't represent us. What represents us is prayer, accompaniment, and mercy. Bishop Brennan, could you close us with a prayer? Indeed. Oh God, we ask you to stir up within us the grace of your love. The love which was taught to us by the Loises and Eunices of our lives. The love that and grace that you poured into us at baptism. The grace you poured into your priest through the gifts of ordination. Stir up within us that grace, O Lord, that we may bear witness to the beauty of your love in the world and through our prayer, accompaniment and mercy, bring that transformation to the world and enlighten hearts and minds so that we may all draw close to you who love us so much, who created us in your own image and likeness and bestow upon us that beautiful gift of human dignity. Help us to recognize that in one another, to celebrate it. Help us to recognize it in ourselves. We make our prayer as always through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you so much, Bishop Brennan, and thank you for joining us for this weekly Faith Dialogue with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus, and now we rejoin our regularly scheduled programming already in progress.